Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere playing at luckylandslots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18+. Plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hi, I'm Phil Lamar, voice of Green Lantern in Justice League, and you're listening to the GeekCast Radio Network. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, this is your GCRN Wars Tag Team Wrestling Tournament with your host, Optimus Solo. Money isn't everything, it's the only thing! And featuring TV's Mr. Neil. The whole wrestling world is going to stand up and take notice! And from Simplistic Reviews, DJ Valentine. Bam! And Matthew Stewart. You know what? You have a malignant case of wall-to-wall dumb You're stupid! And now... Let's get ready to podcast. Hello and welcome to our latest GCRN Wars episode. That's right, we're bringing back the Wars episodes. We're doing a little fighting today. And uh, the topic for today is going to be wrestling tag teams. So this is the beginning of our journey to decide what is the best wrestling tag team of all time, or at least out of the teams that I have assembled here. I apologize if I left somebody off that you really wanted to be on here. But I'm not alone today. Helping make the case for one tag team or the other, we have a a fatal four-way. We have a four corners of, of people here going that are going to try to influence your votes, because that is right. The people will be voting, and if you haven't seen the Wars episodes or listened to them before, we talk about the matchups, but you guys decide the winners. So helping us uh, influence the masses. First off is TV's Mr. Neil. Hello, Neil. Hello. I'm here to kick ass and chew bubble gum, and I'm all out of bubble gum. <laughs> like it. Also yes. joining us today, a, a a duo, a tag team themselves from the Simplistic Reviews, Mr. Matthew Stewart. Hello. You know what, Kevin? You just made the list. <laughs> and his tag team partner, DJ Valentine. The immortal words of Aristotle and Socrates and Plato. Choke on that, slap nuts. <laughs> so, Matt, the question that we have to start off with is, if you guys were, in fact, a tag team, who would start in the ring? Oh, yeah, Matthew has a lot of energy, so he's. I'm like the relief. He comes in there hot. I, I come in, on I, fire. I'm, I'm clapping. I'm, I'm getting the crowd into it and everything like that. <laughs> I'm the and one going. Like a, come on, tag yeah, me in. Like, come on. I feel like I start. I start the match like hillbilly Jim when he can start stomping his feet and he's like, "Don't go mess with those country boys." So, <laughs> if anything, I, we I don't would like be, the tag team anymore. I'm out. I'm out. Be, I would be Henry O. Godwin. You would be Phineas Godwin. We already, we already have a, a tag team that might not make it through the match without turning on each other. Like <laughs> Steel chair! Steel chair! <laughs> he tags me in and slaps my back. He stabbed him in the back. He's <laughs> double-crossed him. So uh, basically what has happened here is behind the scenes, I've 
tried to come up with 32 tag teams that I thought might have a chance to be crowned the best tag team of all time. So obviously there's been way more than 32 tag teams out there. So I had to uh, try to find a way to narrow that down. What I decided to do was Google and internet um, and, and see if they would help me. And uh, what I basically did is I went to some other top 10s, top 50s, top 100s, top 25 lists that are out there and took their rankings. Then I also took title holders and how long they held them and stuff like that and tried to compile all that information to see which tag teams came up the most. And um, if I thought there was a glaring omission from that list, I added some of my own personal touch to it. So uh, we looked at Sports Illustrated. They did a list. Uh, Den of Geek did a list. The site Ranker has a list. Bleacher Report did a list. Um, and New Arena did a list. So I, those are the five lists that I looked at. And then, like I said, I looked at uh, WWE slash WWF, WCW, ECW, title reigns, and uh, kind of put that all together. Maybe a little bit of uh, longevity, a little bit of uh, memorableness, iconicness, and uh, that's kind of how we got to the 32. Nobody knows who those 32 teams are except for me, so it'll be new to all of these guys as they kind of come down the pike, and we'll have to see because they're all ranked 1 through 32, so you guys might disagree with some of the rankings, but hey, it'll make it fun. Um, DJ, what are you looking for in a tag team that, uh, that you, that would make you find that tag team superior over another one? Eh, chemistry and showmanship. I, I lean more towards showmanship in terms of wrestling. If you can entertain me out of the ring, uh, where, you know, it's almost like the Bruce Wayne Batman thing. If you could, if, if you're just as good as Bruce Wayne as you are as Batman, then I, I'm with you. If you're more entertaining doing uh, a promo in the back, as you are, you know, doing a clothesline, I'm, I'm, I'm probably going to guess go for you. All right. What about you, Matthew? What tag, what tag team traits would uh, benefit you? I like a combination. Of, I like the longevity, but I also like good storytelling. If they're not just one dimensional, you know, a tag, tag team. Like, let's say we take somebody like the Ascension, and it's like, yeah, we're into Illuminati. It's like I don't care about that. It's cool, <laughs> but. I need something more. I need some meat. I need I need some storytelling. I need some, you know, maybe betrayal or like, you know, they, they turn on each other. They're best of friends and they come back. And and you also have to have good – got to have some good matches as well too. You can't just be some, you know, um, tag team that's just tearing through everything and there's not really any, you know, suspension of, you know, I, 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 need, I need to be invested. G- okay. Give me something that I can invest in and those are the ones that are the ones I'm going to want to – get down with nice neil do belts matter uh not entirely but to me it's more about uh i know i like i like tag teams that have contrasting styles that also complement each other i like both guys having a sort of a personality on their own they can stand on their own while also uh being a a very very cohesive tag team so that's that's kind of what i look for in, in a in a good tag team also, the costumes got a match. That drives me nuts. And in, yeah. more recent, <laughs> in more recent wrestling, they, they throw together they throw together two guys that are just kind of like a mishmash, and that's like a little too much contrast. I like uh, guys that have like the same uh, same tights. Nice, nice, nice. <laughs> All right, DJ, I'll give you the choice. Do we start on the left side or the right side of the bracket? I know that means nothing to you, but well, I'm right-handed, so let's go on the left side. Wait, All right. what? <laughs> All right, we're going to start on the I left like the way side you're of the bracket. Thinking. Matt, I just like giving my, my guests and my co-host choices. So are we going to start at the top or the bottom of the left Ooh. side? Hmm. 
I go with, I mean, do I stay on the same side as my tag team partner, or do I betray him and go the opposite way? Tag me in! He's reaching for the tag! (gasps) Bottom. We're going to start at the bottom. All right, we're going to start at the bottom left quadrant here, and we're going to work our way up towards the top left, and then uh, the second half will be the right side of the bracket. So if we're starting in the bottom left, that means we're starting with our five ranking or five seed against our 28 seed. So that's the matchup that we have going. And I, um, as we go through this, guys, I have data that I am going to be giving the guys um, through Skype, etc., that they'll be able to look at to kind of inform their opinions, just in case there's tag teams that they're not as familiar with. So our 28th seed is going to be the tag team known as Doom. And our fifth seed is the tag team known as the Heart Foundation. So, DJ, we'll start with you, because your name starts alphabetically first. Um, okay. So, what are, your, <laughs> what are your thoughts on, you can talk about either team, or uh, you can pit them against each other and talk at them, you know, contrasting with each other, but Doom and, and the Heart Foundation, where do you start with this one? Oh, Doom has a, uh, is, is, is that's, that's not Mr. Slick, right? That's uh, Theodore that's Long? A, that's, the, that's Teddy Long. Teddy Long, right? And it has uh, Farouk. Uh, yeah. Uh... And then the other guy. Butch Reed. The other guy. <laughs> Butch Reed. Hard <laughs> uh, Foundation is that's a hard one to pull first round, man. You're going against essentially every criteria we just named in one. I said chemistry off the mic. Uh, Matthew said storyline. I mean, magic we, costumes. Magic. Yeah, yeah magic costumes <laughs> going on here. Yeah, you're pulling a you're pulling a hard. I like how we're gonna say costumes the entire time. Like, you have a matching costume. <laughs> Look at those costumes. But no, man. Uh, Doom. I I can't say that I'm an expert in Doom. Other than I think Fruit blew up later when he was part of the nation and all that stuff. And the, damn, all that stuff. Yeah. Uh, so I'm I got like Heart Foundation, man. It's 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 almost unfair. <laughs> it's almost unfair. <laughs> yeah, uh, a couple of interesting tidbits about these teams. They both actually ended the same time, so they both were tag teams up until 1991 when they kind of split off and went their singles way or different ways. So um, interesting that the Heart Foundation ranked on every single one of the rankings that I looked at. It was ranked, and now we have them fifth seed here. It was ranked third seed for Sports Illustrated, third seed for Ranker, fourth seed for New Arena, seventh seed for Denna Geek, and 13th seed for Bleacher Report and all their various Bleacher lists. Report? What's wrong with you, Bleacher Report? <laughs> Do- <laughs> Doom, Bleacher Re- Doom only landed on the SI list and the Bleacher Report list. Interesting, on the Bleacher Report, one of them was 13 and one of them was 15, so they're not too far off there. Um, obviously, mo- more people probably know of Ron Simmons than Butch Reed. Just as maybe more people know of Bret Hart than Jim Neidhart, but that could be no, the, the, late, awesome. the late, the late, the late Jim Neidhart. Exactly. Jim Neidhart was essentially the the wild man. He was, he was the, the, the laugh, and he had the goatee. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. he was the best. <laughs> Matthew, what do you think of these two teams, and, and what gives the upper hand to one or the other? I think, I mean, I, I can honestly say I, I haven't really, I never really saw. Doom wrestle. I think this might have predated me a little bit. This, these, to me, this to me was like kind of in the early days of WCW. So what would you say about yeah, we were looking like at eighty nine to ninety one, yeah. something like that. Uh, I mean, I like Teddy Long because he's a clown. He's really funny. Uh, and Farouk, of course, Ron Simmons. You know, and DJ, you should like Ron Simmons. He's an FSU alum. So damn, damn, exactly. <laughs> damn. <laughs> damn it. <laughs> it, 
I like I like Ron Simmons. Uh, I mean, he it's interesting that I didn't even know he was in a tag team before, like the Nation or uh, when he was with um, uh, Bradshaw and everything like that uh, as well. Yeah, the Acolytes. Um, but it's it's hard. I mean, they're, they're getting I, I won't say the raw deal here, but they're definitely getting, you know, they're, they're going to get out wrestled, outmatched, outclassed, out costumed, outlaughed. Uh, Outlaughed out uh, everything by the heart. I mean, it's hard to go. I mean, like you were like, um, oh man, well, what's my point here? I'm sorry, I'm trying to find my point. I can't really get to it right now. So, uh, like Neil was saying about having a career with a tag team and then also by yourself being probably, I would say, top. I mean, maybe I'm getting ahead of myself, but top ten wrestler of all time, if not top five, and Bret Hart. And so. Uh, I mean, Doom. It's it's Doom for Doom at this point. <laughs> I'll take Legion of Doom over Doom. You know. Yeah. So. Let's see if they That's show up later on in the in the time here. Neil, what do you think? Is this a slam dunk for our third seed? Oh yeah. Well, I was describing the Hart Foundation at the very top of the show. I was trying very hard not to directly point <laughs> them out, like but dancing around it. <laughs> yeah, just kind of being very vague. But yeah, they were the guys I was thinking of. Um. But about Butch Reed and uh, and Farouk, you know, both are legendary, semi-legendary guys in the business. Uh, I don't know how many people actually know Butch Reed. But I recognize that name. Uh, yeah. But I also have to I also have to think about it in terms of was this a good was this a legendary tag team? And the other one that comes to mind in that is like uh, the Blade Runners, which was uh, which was uh, Sting and the Ultimate Warrior, <laughs> yeah, who are wow. both legends in the business. But that's not a legendary tag team. And I don't think Doom is legendary either. So it's got to be the Heart Foundation. All right. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. So it looks like a unanimous uh, push there for the Heart Foundation. For the voters out there, we're looking for the three seed to move on and, and, and live up to the three seed title, I guess. So that means we're going to go to the quadrant right above them, the matchup that's happening in the same city there. Um, and that would be our 21 seed against our 12 seed. So a little bit less of a gap there. So 21 and 12, uh, not quite as much of a, of a gap there as we saw there with 28 and 3. 21 seed. We're going with the classic team of Money, Inc. <laughs> oh, here we Money go. That's what Inc. I'm talking about, baby. You want to, you want to talk about a laugh. You were talking about <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty good. That's pretty good. Um, yeah, and and just to give you guys a little bit uh, information before we before we introduce their opponent, let's try to do it that way and see if that adds some some tension there. So Money Inc. Obviously made of Ted DiBiase 
and Erwin R. Scheister, a.k.a. Mike Look Rotunda. at that name. One of the most <laughs> racist names ever. Not a, long, not a long tenure. I mean, mainly active there in the early 90s, 92, 93 were kind of their main years. But they did have three title reigns and, and held the title for over 400 days in the WWF at the time. Um, they made four out of our five lists that we used in, in composing these teams. They did not make the Den of Geek list. And the other list, they were at 19, 25, 25, and 39. So coming in, 21 is around the same place that most of those people had them. Um, and they will be going against the number 12 seed, which um, is an interesting draw. That would be the team of the New Age Outlaws. <laughs> oh. Jesse James <laughs> and Billy Gunn. They have... Wait a minute now. Wait, Neil. They don't have matching outfits. <laughs> I know. I know. Their own thing. They had a, a couple different tenures, obviously, mainly from the 97 to 2000. Then they had a mid-2000s, and then 2012, they came back again. Six title reigns, over 500 days. Um, every one of the five um, sources ranked them. The highest was number eight. The lowest was number 20. So anywhere in between there on the five different sources. New Age Outlaws, Money, Inc. Neil, we'll start with you. Oh boy, I was about I was ready to make a uh, joke about who's going to be dribbling the basketball, but I, I can't do that here. <laughs> uh, it's a classic moment in time. Oh, that was wonderful. <laughs> but, oh my God, these are both great teams. And uh, about about the costumes, I was kind of joking at the top, but you know, if I had to give it to one, I'd have to give it to the New, New Age Outlaws on that particular category because at least they're. Kind of coordinated. They're both they're coming, both coming out in DX gear. It's fine. I'll, yeah. I'll allow it. <laughs> <laughs> I'll allow it. <laughs> but, oh, my God. You know, I'm such a classic guy, though. I love Ted DiBiase. I love Mike Rotundo. Oh, man, this is hard. Yeah, I'm it gonna is have... hard. Were they better as a team than they were solo? That's that's going to be deciding for me. Ooh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. For for the New Age Outlaws, it was definitely the team. Uh, for the other guys, it, they were I guess they were better uh, as singles. I mean... Uh, Still as, a cool team, though. As, as, as good as DiBiase was in a tag team, he was so much better in a single. It's a shame he never got a title run. Mm-hmm. Um, he didn't need a title run. No, he no, needed no, That's right. <laughs> they talk about that a lot uh, in some of the podcasts I'm listening to with uh, Bruce Pritchard and stuff. There were certain guys that said they didn't need the title. They didn't need a title. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to have to kind of... Going against my my gut instinct, but I got to give it to the New Age Outlaws. New Age Outlaws a little bit longer of a run, a little bit more days as champion. Matt, does that matter? Whew, um, it's a tough one because I mean these are two pretty pretty damn iconic tag teams. I mean you had one that was you know, New Age Outlaws, which was like the part of the whole DX group, which kind of fortunately kind of like for some people fortunately turned like the whole wwf around i would mm-hmm. say i mean that and you know stone cold and vince mcmahon and things like that that whole rivalry but dx was the answer to nwo and kind of pulled them out of the gutter and then you had you know the time of uh, the early the early 90s the late 80s you had you know the the, the occupational gimmick <laughs> of people you know you had a tax you had a tax clerk named 
Erwin R. Scheister. Uh, <laughs> I mean, you try to explain that to people now, and it, it's like, ah, you can't do that anymore. It's like, well, technically, we're reliving that right, right. now. <laughs> I wish I could have been in the room when that name was pitched. Like, oh, who came up with that exact it's like, name? Anything. It's like, hey, how about a, a black guy from North Carolina that is going to be a Ugandan cannibal, too? How about that? <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's like everything. I mean, it, it, this was like the, the golden age of his weird gimmicks. Yeah. <laughs> You had Ted DiBiase, I mean, like Neil said, he never had a, a title run, but who cares? He made his own belt, so screw everybody else. Mm-hmm. And you had just Erwin Archeister cutting these ridiculously hilarious promos about not cheating on your taxes or he's going to find you and beat you up and everything. I mean, <laughs> I mean, he, he took away, like, the, the Undertaker's, like, gravestone and things like that, too, because he didn't pay taxes. <laughs> Whatever ridiculousness he was doing. Oh, good. But, <laughs> but it... <laughs> So you have, you know, New Age Outlaws. They had a lot of ten years, and they had six six runs, more days. You know, he had three runs, and he had less days. But uh, it's it's tough. I mean, I I feel like New Age Outlaws are more memorable with their title runs. I couldn't really name you like in Money Inc.'s title runs. Like, oh, that was really memorable, or who they fought, or anything like that. I feel like. It wasn't maybe fantastic for tag team wrestling back when Money Inc. had the belt, so kind of went under the radar. So, I mean, I'm going to go with New Age Outlaws just because they probably had more high quality matches than Money Inc. had, you know. But you had Ted DiBiase, you know, it's tough. I mean, but I'm still going New Age Outlaws. All right, so two, two trying to persuade the voters for New Age Outlaws. DJ, when we're looking at how this is going to go, and obviously the people, the fans, the visitors will be voting on the winners, etc., is time period going to play a role is there going to be a bias for a certain time period does somebody have the leg up if they're more current or not as old or what do you think that's going to do to the outcomes? i think it's gonna i think it's gonna hurt the 80s man and because when i look at this this tag team uh, money inc nothing but a smile comes on my face <laughs> and i don't, i don't think that like the, the young whippersnapper the kids as i call them has no has any idea how amazing ted dibiase was how essentially uh, he he was the Rock before the Rock. He was Jeff Jarrett before Jeff Jarrett. He was the man. And then the, the gimmick with him working with an IRS agent as him being this Donald Trumpian character, it's just so brilliant. And I don't think a lot of people even know they exist. So, yeah, it's going to hurt. It's going to hurt. But, I mean, in terms of individuality over tag team, I have to go DX because – or, sorry, New Age Outlaws because – they essentially don't work separately. Ted DiBiase and IRS work separately, and they kind of come together. It's like, oh yeah, great, great, great for like a, like a couple of you know a little bit of a run. But the New Age Outlaws was like that was their thing. That that they were the more traditional WWE WWF tag team. All right, so we'll have to wait and see what the people think. That's a tough one. I think you know even though it's a twenty one and a twelve. That could have been like a eight nine matchup for me. Like yeah, that, man. that could have been that yeah, close. So it could be. It could still be upset city. You know. We'll yeah, see. we'll have to see how it progresses. Let, let's go to one matchup above them, which would uh, maybe my. I don't know how you do all the numbers, but I guess this. I looked online, guys. I looked online to see what how is math would fall out. <laughs> and uh, what online so here. the one right above them in most brackets, most thirty two team brackets, would be the twenty seed against the thirteen seed. Apparently, oh. uh, that seems off, but that's how it goes. So the twenty seed. We're going to go with another older matchup, and maybe the conversation can continue as far as singles versus when you're a tag team. But the number 20 seed is going to be none other than the Rockers. Shawn Michaels and Marty Jannetty from 85 until 92 never held a title. 
they did manage to get on all of the lists except for Den of Geek, and it was mainly 22, 23, 25, and then Bleacher Report all the way down at 35. So not huge rankings there, but they did make the list, so that's why they're on here too at number 20, and they'll be facing the number 13 seed, and this is going to... This could um, expose something with the voters, and that is how hardcore of fans are they, and will they recognize any of the older teams? And that's after we just talked about somebody that was in the mid to late 80s. So um, they're going to be going against a team known as the Brain Busters, who was <gasps> basically going around that same time period, but maybe less people know about them. I don't know if that's true or not. Number 13 seed, that's Arn Anderson and Tully Blanchard. They held a WWE title and a WCW tag title. They're also members of the WWE Hall of Fame. They got up all the way up to number nine on the new arena list, otherwise 12, 14, 15, and 23. Brainbusters against the Rockers. Neil, was that you that had the um, the reaction? <laughs> Audible guy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like a deal audible. We'll start with you then. Two, these two teams actually feuded. They had a they had a great feud. Uh, the Rockers actually uh, won that one, but uh, oh wow, um, yeah, Brainbusters. Uh, more than just being part of the Heenan family, they're also uh, members of the Four Horsemen. So they were in WCW and WWF. Uh, I don't know how much they tagged together in WCW though. I think I think Arn was more with uh, Ole. They had, a, they had enough to have yeah. the titles a couple times because they had uh, okay. two different reigns in WCW, almost a year long, 323 days. Um, only 76 days as champion in the WWE, but that's three okay. more title reigns than the Rockers. Oh, okay. Well, there is the apocryphal title win for the Rockers <laughs> that was cut from a Saturday night's main event. Uh, <laughs> the rope broke uh, is part of the explanation. But, uh, hmm, you know, I have to give it to the Brain Busters just because it's the horsemen. I mean, come on. And the Rockers, this was way, way before uh, Shawn Michaels hit it big. So uh, it, no question, got to be the Brain Busters. I just hope that the, that Mike and Steve and the guys at GeekCast Radio are going to put these pictures up so people can look at Shawn Michaels in this picture. <laughs> oh, yeah. so, Remember yeah, there's there's how he was, how he is now. Matthew, what do you think? Brain Busters and the Rockers, there might be one that was maybe more fun and uh, energizing, but maybe one that was a little bit more uh, no-holds-barred tough. I don't know if you want to say it that way, but yeah. what do you think? I, 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 this goes back to I, I always like the Rockers theme song. I like that. Doom, 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 doom. I always love that. The I mean, I love that. Transformers. Yeah. I mean, they were fun. They were. In that, I mean, they were fun. High fly. I mean, compared to like a lot of the tag teams in that era, you didn't really have any other kind of team kind of flying around like the way they were like high energy it was almost like you had two ultimate warriors tag teaming with each other like bouncing off the ropes and running to the you know running down the uh the aisle and everything like that but i mean i like guys that are just gonna beat the living crap out of people which is kind of what the what the brain busters did i mean arn anderson i mean he his, he wasn't the enforcer for no reason at all you know there was definitely a reason why they called him the enforcer and just the fact that the revival is almost like a throwback to the brain busters that the revival said like, yeah, we're going to take it. We're going to basically crib everything that the brain busters did and bring it into the new era. Of course, it hasn't really translated well because it's kind of from a bygone era and everybody's got to be safer than they were a long <laughs> time ago. But I mean, if you take Hall of Fame, title reigns and I mean, 
if you're a hardcore, and this is going to go back to what we were talking about with Money Inc. and everything, is will recency bias or will flashy costumes play a bigger role here? And will, I mean, we, we can all safely say out of the four people involved in these two tag teams, Shawn Michaels is the biggest star out of all. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. So will people just look past like accolades say like, Oh, well, Shawn Michaels was in the rockers. So automatically the rockers are going to be number one. So, um, but if you're going from a wrestling perspective, I'm going to go with the brain busters cause they just like to beat the crap out of people. So do you think, DJ? I'm, I'm down for that. DJ, you agree uh, with those two or not? I probably, I'm, I gotta go with Neil and Matt here for some effect that for the, for me, the rockers are only relevant in my memory because Shawn Michael betrayed Marty Jannetty. <laughs> I was never really a huge Rockers fan. I mean, they, the, the colors, the crayon colored outfits, I, I, I just remember Shawn Michaels turning and that essentially I mean, launched his career into being such a, uh, essentially a, a legend. So, but as a tag team, I was just like, all right. Yeah. I mean, I, I more turned toward, I'm a heel guy. <laughs> so the rockers aren't really they were never really bad in my recollection but the four horsemen man <laughs> the brain buster anything with Arn anderson who just looks like he just <laughs> took a crap on your lawn and waited for you to come outside to see him taking a crap <laughs> on your lawn at all time so what what do you want what do you want to do something about it That's, he, he looks like the type of guy that never lost a, a staring contest in his life <laughs> No. <laughs> but he has a blank? but he but, but he for some reason he looks this mean but i i guarantee you he has like a tea cozy in his house this is no, no yes. reason <laughs> does the second iteration of the rockers that did not include Shawn michaels hurt them um, or do they even count <laughs> Doesn't even count. Okay. I find that to be even more kind of like disposable than the original rock. <laughs> yes, definitely. All right. So that leads us to the worst of the otherwise fans. We're, we're trying to persuade you to vote for the Brain Busters, um, regardless of Shawn Michaels' presence there. That leads us to the last matchup on the bottom quadrant here. So the four games in the bottom half of this side, I guess you want to call it. And that would go to our number 29 seed. Remember, there's only 32. So this is almost one of the lowest seeds possible um the number 29 seed but i just had to find a way to get these guys in there so um we'll bring them to you here and that is none other than fatu and sabu <laughs> the head shrinkers they were around from 1988 until 1996 and i know a lot of people will know fatu uh, under a different name but they did have one wwe slash wwf title reign they held the title for 124 days that did not help them get ranked, though, because Ranker was the only one that had them, and they had them at number 43, not on any of the other lists. But, hey, I wanted to get the Head Shrinkers in here. So we got the Head <laughs> Shrinkers here in at number 29, 
and that means they're facing a pretty high seed. That's going to be the four seed, and this is a WCW mainly tag team, and that would be none other than the Rock and Roll Express with Robert mm. Gibson and Ricky Morton, 1983 to 1998, four WCW title reigns, 400 days as champions in the WWE Hall of Fame, left off of the Bleacher Report, otherwise in the top ten of all other of the list. Ten, six, four, and a three seed. That's a lot of love from these lists. Is that is that deserving for the Rock and Roll Express, Matthew? Rock and Roll Express or Head Shrinkers? Oh, it's, this is interesting because, like, looking at the rankings, it's interesting to see how Den and Geek is ranking things and, like, how Bleacher... <laughs> I mean, you would think Bleacher Report would probably include the Rock and Roll Express and... Denik Geek is putting them in their top ten, so I, it, it's funny seeing how these things are being ranked as well, too. Right. Um, in all fairness, I, I know the Rock and the Rock and Roll Express. No, I'm thinking more of the Midnight Express than yes, uh, I think than the Rock and Roll Express. So I know how big they were. I remember watching the Head Shrinkers a lot more as a kid, and kind of being a little scared of them because they looked like these, you know. Polynesian cannibals and things like, <laughs> of course, another fantastic, another you know, cannibal, <laughs> another stereotype that we could all go with and everything. So, uh, but I always remember like Fatu, like being really out of, and they were like high flyers. And you think of like, like you know, what it called now, the uh, uh, Jimmy, the, the Usos. You know, they're pretty right. much mod- Usos modeled their entire career after them, just like you know. Uh, what do you call it? Everybody else, like the revivals, modeled themselves off the brainbusters. So, from a nostalgic stand- standpoint, I like the head shrinkers because, to me, in my mind, they're far more memorable with what they did than the Rock and Roll Express, despite like the accolades that the like that the Rock and Roll Express had. So, for me, I'm going to pick the head shrinkers. And an upset pick from Matthew. My, yeah. my one most memory of the head shrinkers is a Survivor Series. I remember watching it as a kid, and I believe, like, whole chicken, like, chickens and turkey, like, stuff was, like, in the ring, and they were eating on top of wrestling, so they were, like, stepping on their food and then eating it. I don't know what was going on, but uh, I would say that the head shrinkers are by far the more intimidating. I don't want to get in a ring with those two guys. No, Um, I I don't. So they're scarier, (laughs) but obviously the Rock and Roll Express had uh, the more accolades and the longer tenure and that type of thing. DJ, what do you think? Well, as uh, you want to talk about scary, uh, chest hair is really (laughs) intimidating to me. (laughs) And the Rock and Roll Express is is feathered mullets too. But, I mean, when you're replete with a Robin Williams carpet of chest hair and forearm (laughs) hair, no, no. I mean, I, I got to lean with my uh, my compatriot here. I think I, I remember the head shrinkers more because, and this is leaning toward entertaining. Uh, as much as uh, they are as wrestlers, they I, I could watch them behind uh, doing doing some crazy chicken eating thing, but out in the, out in the crowd or behind the <laughs> on the ramp or whatever. The this is more of against uh, gimmick versus talent. I'm sure the Rock and Roll Express is probably more talented as wrestlers. And maybe the the bona fides, but I think in terms of memory and lasting and staying power, in my mind, I'm going to go with the head shrinkers too. All right, Neil, does the WCW factor hurt the Rock and Roll Express here? Not enough people were watching WCW in the in the mid '80s. Yeah, it's got to be the the JCP thing. The uh, Jim Crockett uh, was not. I was not watching that wrestling at that time, so I'm not terribly familiar with the Rock and Roll Express. Uh, I do know them from their uh, Smoky Mountain tag team title reign that 
they brought into the WWF for some reason. Uh, and Russ, <laughs> and uh, feuded very shortly with another uh, great tag team that I hope is on this list somewhere. Uh, yeah, that's all I really know them from. Uh, of course, I do know uh, the Head Shrinkers and the also known as the Samoan SWAT team. Uh, <laughs> a way better that, name, by the way. Yeah, that's that's a, that's a pull. Although uh, then but, you don't get to come to the ring with little shrunken heads and stuff. So yeah, that's, yeah. <laughs> that's not to yeah, mention the uh, manager too. Yes, <laughs> so. he like he like he was like a Samoan Lou Albano just so. <laughs> I think Lou Albano uh, did. Manager he, for a short time. Yeah, he did, yeah. Yeah, he no, it wasn't it wasn't Lou Albano at the time, but like later in WWF, like he got toward the end, I think he uh, got involved. Yeah, yeah, I got to give it to the Head Shrinkers though. They're more well known. They got a better gimmick. Uh, Rock and Roll Express. You just kind of look at them. They're like, you you look at it and be like, yeah, this is like a Georgia tag team. Uh, not not really all that interesting. <laughs> One looks like Nick Cage. The other looks like. Cindy um, Lauper? Cindy Lauper, I like it. I Either him it. or it looks like uh, David Tennant a little bit. Oh, it does look like David Tennant. Well, David Tennant. And Doctor Who over here. Yeah. You know, since they're from Memphis, of course they are. So I think they of... also kind of have the rocker problem a little bit, too. They kind of remind me of the rockers a lot. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, you know, whatever. You know, I don't know. Interesting. It might might um, be a foretelling of how you foreshadowing of how you guys are going to look at some of these other teams that are coming down the pike. But uh, a lot of Rikishi love there for the Head Shrinkers. Um, <laughs> I, I think I saw him as Rikishi like a lot before I realized that that's who that was and that they were on the, one and the same person. But that's my bad. Um, all right, let's go up to the top half of the left side of the bracket. That means we're going to go to a twenty-five against an eight matchup. So a 25 is also going to bring an interesting thing to the table because, well, sometimes tag teams had more than two people. So uh, <laughs> our number 25 seed is going to be the first example of that, and that is an older team, so maybe that won't bode well for them, but this is the Valiant Brothers. They had Jimmy, Johnny, and Jerry, 1974 to 1980, Two WWE title reigns held the titles for 600 days. <laughs> the Goldbergs of tag team. <laughs> WWE, WWE Hall of Famers um, got on the, the Sports Illustrated list all the way up to number 13, Bleacher Report 44. No other list did they appear on. Um, they do have a similar look going, so at least the two pictured in the picture we have. But uh, <laughs> those are the Valiant Brothers at 25, and they have a steep matchup because they're fighting an eight seed. And the eight seed is someone, a team that I know you guys are going to be familiar with. And uh, that would be a team that's commonly went by the Outsiders. Oh, oh. oh. Blow out. Scott Holland, Somebody Kevin Nash. The Outsiders are only at eight? Six, WC, six WCW titles, 475 days, not ranked on Bleacher Report, 11 on Ranker, top 10 on all the other ones. The Outsiders against the Valiant Brothers, DJ. <laughs> Ayo. 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 Are, are you effing kidding me, man? <laughs> you got these two guys. I'm, I, I don't want to crap on their legacy, even though they have Bane bodies, but uh, the Outsiders, man. Are you. Uh, this is like pulling the Golden State Warriors. I don't believe they're so. I went back. Why are they so low? This should be top three. They're awesome. Again, I'm a heel guy. And Kevin Nash and. Uh, Scott Hall, man, 
Are they? Aren't they still doing stuff? Uh, yeah. Still kicking around well, somewhere. Still doing DDP yoga. How's that doing a whole lot besides yoga? I don't think at this point. I don't. Know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, 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 I, I mean, there's not much commentary for me other than come on, ayo, <laughs> ayo. And Neil, what do you think? Is this a, is this the typical twenty five versus eight seed matchup? Oh my god! Uh, you know what? It's survey time. Are you here for the Valen? <laughs> or are you here for the Outsiders? I forgot about the survey. I, I rest my case. Another one for the oh good my, guys. Yeah. Oh my god! I mean, both these guys, the Outsiders, were big names before they tagged yeah. up, and they came together, and they were they were amazing. They 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 uh, they stole the titles from the uh, from uh, Harlem Heat. They destroyed the Steiners on multiple occasions. They were Oh my God! These guys are they awesome. They killed Goldberg. Then they killed Goldberg. <laughs> yeah. And then they killed WCW. Uh, well, they, <laughs> they, they, they got some blood on their hands. I'm not yeah, going to put it all on them. But uh, oh my, no question, the Outsiders. So, so no love for 600 days as champion for the Valiant Brothers. That's a little kidding. before my time. <laughs> That's a joke. All right, so the uh, we're we're telling you guys if you vote for the Valiant Brothers, please don't participate in the rest of our tournament. Um, <laughs> the Outsiders should be moving on on this one, and uh, they would be the, facing the matchup, the winner of the matchup between the twenty-four seed and the nine seed. So almost an exact same matchup here: twenty-five and eight, now twenty-four and nine. Uh, we'll see if there's any love for these old guys. The twenty-four seed sees a a tag team from days gone by. And that would be the tag team of Mr. Fuji and Professor Tanaka. From 1972 to 1978, they held the WWE titles three times, 569 days. 22nd on the Sports Illustrated list, 24, 25, 40 on three of the other lists, not on one of the lists. That's Mr. Fuji as an actual wrestler before he was a coach. With Mr. Uh, Freddie Blassie there, I believe, as their manager. And, uh, oh, that's Freddie Blassie. Yeah, and Professor mm-hmm. Tanaka. So that is an old school, almost two whole years as champions. But they'll be going against the number nine seed. And just like the Valiant Brothers had more than two members, eventually these guys had more than two members. <laughs> and that would be the team of Demolition. Oh, my Axe. gosh. Jeez, you're pulling, these guys Ooh. are pulling some hard cards, man. Axe and Smash, <laughs> later Crush, 1987 and 1993, three title reigns, 698 days. Most combined days as champions in WWE history, um, as at least when I looked at this, I don't think anybody was ever was close to passing them, so I don't think I had to worry about that. Um, they were actually the second-ranked team on Ranker. Everybody else had them 7 through 23, so a mixed bag of rankings through our, our sources mm-hmm. there. Demolition against Fuji and Tanaka. Neil, what do you think? Ah, you're dipping into the 70s. Somewhere out there, there's like an 80-year-old woman (laughs) who watched wrestling back in the day and really loved these guys. But I, I didn't. I have no memory of Tanaka and uh, Fuji wrestling together. And this is the same Fuji who also uh, uh, managed the demolition. Yeah. Oh yeah. And demolition. demolition. Yeah. Uh, on two different occasions, even. Uh, oh my God, it's it's got to be demolition. Although I gotta I gotta throw a caveat in there in there that uh, having crushed kind of kind of hurts them and uh, yeah. might might weigh against them in the future. They were better <laughs> as two than they were as three. Yeah. yeah. Is it one of the best tag team um, costumes ever? Oh yeah. What if Kiss was a wrestler? <laughs> <laughs> what if you liked to wrestle and you loved S and M? Well, I guess that's a trick question. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to blow. <laughs> I'm going to blow right back, right past Kiss, and just give you Man of War. That's yeah, who they sure. look like. Man of War. So DJ Matt, I'm assuming that you guys concur with Neil that this is demolition all the way. 
Uh, I'm going. Uh, I, I remember. Is that Fuji was Sub Zero in Running Man, wasn't he? Oh, Sub-Zero. Tanaka. Tanaka, oh, Tanaka was, was Sub Zero. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Yeah, yeah. Yes. So you had a movie star here. Yeah, Classy <laughs> Freddy Blassie, who I guess didn't Classy Freddy Blassie say in an interview once he bit the nose, the, like a guy's nose here, off, was, like when he was a wrestler. Freddy Blassie was a nutcase. Yeah, that's probably true. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so we're pushing for uh, for the demolition to move past Fuji we're and Tanaka. We're pushing for Repo Man. That's what we're pushing for. <laughs> oh, Repo my God. <laughs> Excellent <laughs> reference there. I like it. See if he makes the top 100 list. Um... <laughs> All right, that means we're going to go to a much closer matchup this time. So uh, enough of this 24 versus 8 stuff. Let's go with a 17 versus a 16. Um, oh, that's about as close okay. as I get. And right. This one's also going to be interesting because it's pitting two teams from similar eras, so we're not going to have any recency bias, I don't think, with this one. So our 17 seed here, see if anybody remembers these guys, that would be the team of the Minnesota Wrecking Crew. Um, Gene, <laughs> Lars, Ole, and Arn Anderson. The whole Anderson oh, gang. Man. There's four of them. They wrestled in the 60s. They wrestled in the 80s. Um, seven WCW title reigns. 992 Ooh. days as champion in WCW. Um, left off of two of the sources on the other three. Um, the Minnesota Wrecking Crew. Also interesting because obviously this is the second time we've seen Arn Anderson show up as part of a tag team. So see how that goes there might be a few other people that show up multiple times and they're going to go against the 16 seed and the 16 seed is a team that also had more than two members they would be known as the russians that's nikita koloff <laughs> crusher khrushchev <laughs> ivan koloff and don kernodal 1984 to 1988 three wcw reigns 324 days as champion 17th ranked on the den of geek 19th on bleacher report 20th on sports illustrated the russians and the minnesota wrecking crew DJ, what do you think? For, uh, because the Minnesota Wrecking Crew has the better name, and they look you like, like the Russians. <laughs> the Russians. I'm sorry, Vladimir, but uh, no. <laughs> uh, uh, and Arn Anderson and the rest of these guys look like straight up B2K killers, man. <laughs> if you look at, just Google the Minnesota Wrecking Crew. They look like they have bodies in the basement and don't care if you look for them. <laughs> I'm going Minnesota Record Crew, man. They don't give a damn. <laughs> One guy's name is Ole, for Christ's sake. Ole, Ole. 992 days as champion. Does that. Jesus. We know we said belts didn't matter a ton as far as maybe, but it, they got to matter a little bit, right, Matthew? Who fought them? Uh, uh, the the law? Yeah, and Steve, that's, that's the issue with a lot of these older tag teams, because back in the day, they never changed champions ever. 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 I wish it was more like that. Ever. Like, you look at people like the Fabulous Moolah. I know we're talking about tag teams, but she was, like, champion for, like, what, like 5,000 days? <laughs> it's like, nobody ever lost in, in, in the 60s and 70s. Feel, I felt like people were just champions. Forever, I wish we so. could get to a happy medium. Like, maybe not that long, but not, like, the every other month thing that happens nowadays. Like Yeah, I mean, it's it's even worse now. And, it, and you can say, I mean, seven title runs, 992 days. I mean, that's a good average about what about 120 days or something per average on a on a run which is which is nice but i mean i have the russians though and they got like they're they're rocking like big like like big chains around their neck and i'm not talking about gold chains i'm talking about like locks and chains like they just like they they put chains on on their uh russian boarding house or something like that i don't know what you're doing (laughs) up there you know but yeah what don kernoodle 
Don Carnoodle to me doesn't really sound like a Russian. He seems like an undercover. Like I don't know. Why, a, I don't know what he's doing in that group. Yeah. What's your name, uh, comrade? Uh, Don Carnoodle. Don Carnoodle. <laughs> part of the Minnesota Wrecking Crew, and they kicked me out, so I have nowhere to go. But to go there. <laughs> I have nowhere else to go. He's <laughs> got muscles coming out of muscles in that team. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he looks like they, they look like, like baby Rybacks, basically. <laughs> at this point. All baby Rybacks. All baby Rybacks. Um, so, if I'm going to go by accolades, I mean. I'll, I'll, I'll go with another tag team with Art Anderson in it. So I'll, I'll go. And the Minnesota Wrecking Crew, crew reminds me of the like the world class Wrecking Crew. So uh, I don't know the name at least. Does, so you're trying so. to get it so that the, that Art Anderson will face off against himself. Oh my Anderson. God, a mirror match! Yes, <laughs> I want a mirror match. <laughs> um, neither one of these teams was ranked by everybody that we looked at, uh, so they are both left off of lists. Are they both worthy of being in this competition, Neil? I think so. Uh, all I all I keep thinking about is that if you grab Tully, this would be a great Survivor Series match. <laughs> um, yeah, I you know what? This is another case of Jim Crockett Promotions cropping up, and I'm not terribly familiar with either of these teams, but I am familiar with the Andersons somewhat. So I, by by sheer bias, I got to go with them. Right, so that's where they're going for. Well, I'd be interested to see where this one goes on the polls. This one's a little bit more even than some of the ones we've had so far. So, all right, there's only one matchup left on this side of the bracket. That's our number 32 seed against our number one seed. Oh boy, number 32 seed. They were not ranked by anybody. That we <laughs> the ding dong, they're here. We've they but, walked uh, into the building. But I had American to put males. them on there, man. They've they've had some title reigns, and uh, I felt like we got to squeeze them in here, even if it is as a 32 seed. And uh, hey, we just talked about Russians and people from Minnesota. Let's talk about some people from Canada, and that would be the Ooh. Quebecers, Jacques and Pierre. <laughs> They had yes. the title reigns three times, 216 days, not good enough to be ranked by anybody we looked at. Not ranked. Not ranked. <laughs> but, not ranked. Uh, not ranked. <laughs> but the Quebecers coming in at the 32 seed, and they have the envious challenge of going against our number one seed overall. Why are they the number one seed? Because they were ranked number one by Sports Illustrated, ranked number one by Den of Geek, ranked number one by Bleacher Report, ranked number one by New Arena, Rank number four on Ranker. So four out of the five people I looked at all had this team as the number one. Two WWE title reigns, 213 days as champs. One WCW title tag title reign, 155 days as champs. Members of the WWE Hall of Fame. And Demolition may have had a cool outfit, but it's not as cool as this one. We're talking about Boy. the Road Warriors, or Legion of Doom, however you'd like to call it. Hawk and... <laughs> Animal. Oh, wow. Oh, what a rush. <laughs> DJ, any surprise about the unanimous uh, ranking, it seems like, except for Ranker? Everybody else had this team as number one. Uh, I can understand. I mean, the, the road warriors, man. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I'm not super surprised. I think I wouldn't have number one. I, they're definitely top three. I mean, the the, the, the football pass with the spikes, the spider mat. <laughs> I mean, they're awesome. They're awesome. I think I, um, we're not talking about their of... later '90s runs either. We're talking right, about right. We're not talking about puke on puke on the yeah, team. Yeah, we're not talking about when they expanded and <laughs> had alcohol or hawker animals going through drug withdrawal or yeah. some weird. <laughs> we're just kind of they didn't have the greatest uh, storyline. Vince Russo era. <laughs> yeah, we're not talking about Vince Russo involvement. <laughs> we're talking about Bruce Prichard and Vince McMahon back in the day. <laughs> Do the Quebecers no, get a chance? 
No. <laughs> Let's just get this out of the way. No. <laughs> Unless a whole bunch of people from Canada like uh, steal this thing, I don't. Even then, they were like, "No, I, I, I like uh, the." <laughs> That's awesome. hey? you got a little German in your Quebec. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, man. Oh man! So anybody want to make a case for the Quebecers, or can we crown the World Warriors and save our talk for them for a later round? I would just like to say that I would love to see this match because it would be like five seconds. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Doomsday device and over. Doomsday yeah. the dead. <laughs> I gotta give I gotta give the Quebecers credit on one thing. They are they are a fantastic comedy tag team. That's yeah. comedy heels. And, and that's true. all and then, they get. And then they were fantastic comedy single, the Mountie and a Pirate. <laughs> and they were single, and they were single wrestlers, you know. Jean Pierre Lafitte and the Mountie. And then the Mountie got anally, uh, uh, anally annulled in what? jail by the big. Sorry, I'm I'm, I'm dipping deep into it's a, it's a, a, yeah, a jail match. I, re- deep I remember that SummerSlam reference you're making right now. Yeah, 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 man. He, he made the Mountie go to an American prison. Oh yeah, I remember that. Oh my god, very very politically incorrect skit yeah. in jail. <laughs> so just to recap that side of the bracket, we had Heart Foundation against Doom. The panel was saying Heart Foundation should move on. We had New Age Outlaws against Money Inc. I believe you guys were in favor of New Age Outlaws on that one, even though it was a tough call. We had the Brainbusters. We suggested a win over the Rockers. The Head Shrinkers, everybody's pulling for an upset against the Rock and Roll Express from the Head Shrinkers. We had the Outsiders dominating the Valiant Brothers. Demolition dominating Fuji and Tanaka. We had an interesting matchup between the Russians and the Minnesota Wrecking Crew. More uh, patriotism on that one there, I guess, was pulling the vote. And then the Road Warriors destroying the Quebecers. That's how we think you guys should vote, but you guys have the choice. So you're going to have to head over to the website and vote on those matchups. Let's take a look at the other side of the bracket. So we had a one seed that we already talked about, um, an eight and nine with Outsiders and Demolition. We had a five seed from the Hart Foundation. A lot of good tag teams out there. You're talking about why shouldn't the Outsiders be all the way down at number eight? Let's see if there's some guys that you might have been forgetting about that show up on the other side of the bracket. Let's start at the bottom. That's a 27 against a six. I love love that it worked out this way, though, um, when you see the two teams. So 27. Let's go with a team commonly referred to as the Nasty Boys. Brian and Jerry Sags almost had an 11 year run 86 to about 97 one WWE title reign for 155 days three WCW title reigns 259 days that's only good enough to get them 30th ranked on ranker and off of all of Mm. the other lists so not a lot of love for the nasty boys out there but they will come in at the 27 seed and let's just throw them against the 6 seed which just so happens to be another set of boys this time the Hardy Boys, Matt Hardy and Jeff Hardy, 93, 2000s, all the way up till recently, seven WWE title reigns, 214 days, one WCW title reign for 15 days, I guess if you want to count that. Um, ranker eight, Sports Illustrated seven, all the other people had them ranked five. So the Nasty Boys against the Hardy Boys. Neither one of them spells boys correctly, I don't think. Uh, <laughs> no. <laughs> Matthew, where do we start with this one? Oh, man. Uh, it, this is this is like another one of the era. Uh, I like the Nasty Boys when they came out because, one, I like the theme music a lot. The theme music was like this 
weird like something. I'm a big I'm a big like theme music guy. I mean, it's good themes. I'm I'm in you. So, um, and um, we call Brian Knobs had like a really great laugh as well too. And Jerry Sags had this really big gap in his teeth that I remember a lot of. So they were like, and they had good mullets and everything, and they were just like grimy tag team they didn't really have a lot of skill per se but they had good ring persona and you know they had matching outfits which is big you know and <laughs> and, and and they and they won titles across two promotions you know and they and, and they had good chemistry and even though they got jobbed out later on when you know nwo came around and everything had happened but um you can't argue with like the hardy boys kind of brought like crazy Extreme. They've had some of the craziest matches. I mean, you think of like any of the TLC matches that they had with, you know, Dudley Boys, who also don't spell their name correctly, um, <laughs> or you know, Edge and Christian, and anything else. I mean, what was what was the the TLC TLC two? I don't know if it was the Survivor Series or whatever. It was like instant, crazy crazy stuff happening left and right. Yeah. But uh, I mean, for a nostalgia purpose, I would like the Nasty Boys, but just from Overall, and I think they they brought the Hardy Boys back because people were feeling nostalgic. So you win right there because they were like, "There's no good tag teams right now. We have to bring these guys back." So I um, feel like if tag teams lived in the sitcom world, that the Nasty Boys would have lived in the Roseanne Connor. Uh, I, I, see that. <laughs> I don't know where they the Hardys were. They were the Arnold's next door neighbors. Basically. Yeah, they, they, they came over there. And, and, and oh, Dan Connor. Yeah. I don't oh, know where the yeah. Hardy Boys would have came from, but uh, that's oh, what I'm Jesus. <laughs> They were selling Seinfeld. magazines. I don't know. They, they were the ones that were kind of like, you know, in their room, you know. They're, the Hardys were on Listening CW to a lot of AFI, happened. you know. Yeah, they, they came out um, of the, the, the CW or the whatever, <laughs> the UPN. Uh, <laughs> the DJ, UPN. DJ, do the Hardy Boys or the Nasty Boys? Which 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 are the better boys? Uh, well, thank you for asking me which are the better boys. Um, <laughs> who's, your, who's your boy? Who's, who's your my boy? boy? Uh <laughs> Here's the thing about the Hardy Boys with me, okay? Uh, they are pretty one-dimensional. They're my skills for me, garbage. Always no been garbage skills. For me. Well, Matt, Matt Hardy got better with Broken I, I mean, Matt Hardy. If you put, if you played a clip of Jeff Hardy speaking right now, I wouldn't know it was him. I don't know these guys, but the one dimension they are good at, they are so good at, it kind of transcends that i mean the, the nasty boys kind of had like a, a a good package of they're they're good on the mic they're good gimmick the matching outfits uh but the hardy boys <laughs> they are just good at killing themselves essentially <laughs> and everyone around them and that's essentially it when it comes to uh, gimmicks or storylines and all that stuff they're not good at that uh, even even now with jeff hardy with randy orton it was just like i don't i don't just kill yourself, Jeff Hardy. Jump off oh, the top of a building, please. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Uh, if you were playing out the scenario, and they're both actually going to the ring, and the Hardys pull out their tables and ladders and chairs and whatnot, and the Nasty Boys pull out a bunch of alcohol and drugs, um, yeah. I, I think the Nasty Boys can can get drunk and still function, and we know the Hardys can't. So yeah, but, yeah we've seen Jeff Hardy against Sting. So, yeah. <laughs> the other thing I like about the Nasty Boys is they make me feel like I could be a wrestler because they yeah. do not have any physique <laughs> whatsoever. <laughs> so, Neil, what do you think? Who's who's going to win in this one? Oh, you know, much like the Quebecers, the 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 Nasty Boys are comedy heels. Yeah, I mean they they were handed the tag team titles 
specifically so that Legion of Doom could destroy them. That's the <laughs> only reason they had them. <laughs> and that was a great match. But, uh, yeah, the Hardy Boys are kind of one-dimensional, but they've got a longer legacy, and they've done a lot more things than the Nasty Boys ever did. Um, got to give a little bit of respect to uh, to V1 Matt Hardy, just for the Matt Packs and everything. Oh, yeah. That, that was fun. some great stuff. <laughs> um, yeah, so it got to be the Hardy Boys. All right, so we're talking the Hardy Boys being the, the team of boys that move on in that one against the Nasty Boys. Let's go up one matchup to the 22 seed against the 11 seed. So uh, interesting here. I'm, I'm going to be interested to see your guys' reaction to what one of these teams is ranked. But uh, the 22 seed, similar to some teams we saw on the other side, might not have a lot of people that know about them, but they definitely had a legacy as a tag team that was uh, was worthy of, of some attention. Um, and that would be none other than Ricky the Dragon Steamboat and Jay Youngblood, who had five WCW title reigns, 347 days we're talking about the late 70s, early 80s, number 27 ranked on the Sports Illustrated. Um, I don't think it's going to matter too much if people know who these guys are. Not, I mean, obviously everybody knows who Ricky the Dragon is, but um, they might not be familiar with his time as a tag team. But I don't think it's going to matter too much because they're going against the 11 seed here. And let's just say I have a feeling that a couple of you guys think that these guys should, might maybe should be ranked higher. But they have them as the 11 seed. That would be none other than the Steiner brothers, Rick oh, and man. Scott Steiner. 1989 <laughs> to 1998, again, for a brief stint in the mid-2000s. Two WWE title reigns for 88 days only. Seven WCW title reigns for 520 days. First tag team ever to win both the WCW, WWF, and IWGP tag titles. Um, ranked on every list, as high up as number six for Bleacher Report and Denim Geek. Ranker 12th, New Arena 15th, Sports Illustrated, all the way down at number 29. Um, so not a lot of love from the people that were ranking them. Not many people had them, you know, top 10 worthy. So Steiner Brothers, Steamboat and Youngblood, should Steiners be higher ranked? And is this even a matchup, Matt? Ah, uh, hmm. I mean... The issue with this is that the Steiner brothers were tailor-made to be a tag team. They were the Steiner brothers. I mean, you had – this was pre-Big Papa Pump. You know, this was <laughs> when – so they glor- – and they, they had cool they had cool like, unitards too. I mean, they were outfit. they never really matched, but they had like cool onesies and everything like that. They looked like, you know, collegiate, you know, collegiate uh, wrestling brothers. And they had that pretty cool – you know, I know they came out initially to what, the University of Michigan theme song yeah. or – yeah, fight song, and then they had that other one. Was like da 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 da. So I don't know. <laughs> Once again, I like the theme song. What can what can I say? But um, it. I mean, they they wrecked people. They they were. I mean, they had such great. They were they were Suplex City before Suplex City was a thing. So screw you, Brock Lesnar. Brock, Brock, my client, Brock Lesnar, founded Suplex City in 2015. <laughs> but um, I mean. And it was they were they were good different styles. I mean, you had you know Scott that was more of the actual like you know suplex machine, and then you had, I mean, I would say Rick was definitely more the brawler. You know, I don't think he had the same kind of technique that Scott did. But I mean, I love Ricky Dragon Steamboat. Steamboat, sorry, what is he? Seedboat? I don't know. Like seedboat. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I mean, Jay Youngblood, cool. I mean. He's got a very kind of like, you know, stereotypical Indian headdress, you know, because everybody should like wear Indian headdresses like Tatanka does. That would be awesome. But um, I mean, I I don't I don't know. I mean, I I love Ricky the Dragon as a solo act, but as a tag team act, 
No. I mean, it's kind of like a little oil and water there. So it's going to be Steiner, Steiner Brothers for me. Neil, agree or disagree? Well, I just did some Steiner math math on the chances for Youngblood and uh, Steamboat, and I, it's not looking good for them. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, the Steiner Brothers, oh, my God, long legacy, uh, great tag team. Uh, the only thing that ever did them in was the NWO. Yep, so, uh, again. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah, I, I could go all day on the Steiners. Uh, I'm going to cut it short, though, and just say it, no contest. It's got to be the Steiners. DJ, agree with your uh, co-host and guest here? Big Papa Pump is your hookup, so yeah, I'm gonna oh, go with the. You hear me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you freaks out there! <laughs> oh, you freaks out there! No, uh, I'm talking about a guy who went from one thing to the complete oh, opposite. Oh boy! <laughs> but no, you know what's funny about the Steiner brothers? I was never a Sky Steiner fan until he turned to Big Papa Pump. I was always Rick. Because you're Steiner. a heel guy. I'm a heel guy, yeah. <laughs> but I think Rick Steiner had the the cool. He had the headgear. The headgear was like dogface gremlin. Dogface gremlin, man. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. Steiner Brothers, easy. Is is being a heel guy, is that like being an ass man? I, I don't know. I'm an ass man. <laughs> Come on. He's an ass man. I think The Rock was the best when he was a heel. And I did, I, you know, Jeff Jarrett is the greatest. So yes, heels. Heels are, heels are more interesting. <laughs> All right. Let's move up one match up to one that's a little bit closer here. We're getting to 19 against 14. So the number 19th ranked team is uh, one that we'll all be familiar with, and that is none other than the team known as the Natural Disasters. Oh, Jesus. Ah, I remember ah, that. Oh, ah. boy, here we go. Here we go. I can't see. I can't wait to see what they're going against. <laughs> Earthquake and Typhoon, 91 to 93, one WWE tag title, 85 days. That was enough. One title at 85 days was enough to get ranked by everybody except for Bleacher Report. So that is the Natural Disasters. They'll be going up against the 14 seed, and this is the inventor, the originator, the break the mold and allow more than two people on your tag team. We call it the Freebird Rule now, and that is because of these guys, the fabulous Freebirds. And that is Michael Hayes, Buddy Roberts, Terry Gordy, and Jimmy Garvin, or any two of them at any given time. 1979 to 1994, two WCW title runs, 134 days, number 9 ranked for SI, 11 for Den of Geek and New Arena, 20s for Ranker and Bleacher Reports. We got the Fabulous Freebirds against the Natural Disasters. Neil, let's start with you. Oh, I, I may have to flip a coin on this one. Uh, oh. My heart, my heart is with the with the natural disasters, but <laughs> something's telling me that the Freebirds are way, way more uh, iconic, mm. uh, and I think they are. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm gonna go with the Freebirds, but I, I gotta I gotta give some real props to the Natural Disasters. They were really fun in the early '90s, and I love how they form how they formed uh, by Typhoon turning on uh, the Bushwhackers. He turned heel and then turned right back face a couple months later. It was it was fantastic. <laughs> just like I, the proto big show. Yeah, yeah. I just I would have wanted to be the like the ring engineer when it's like wait a second we're gonna put both of them on the ring at the same time against another tag team. We're like, doing what? A lot <laughs> what do you weight. want us to do? It's a lot of weight, guys. It's a lot of weight on that ring. I'm, out of, uh, I'm an engineer, not a magician. What do you want from me? <laughs> DJ, what do we think? Is the Freebird rule going to help these guys uh, defeat the yeah. natural disasters? I mean, the natural disasters are just, they're all gimmick, and their gimmick is so good. <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> when you talk about when men were like, like wrestlers were like real bodied people, and the natural disasters are huge, but they don't, they look, they look like just, just, 
guys you see at the baseball game at 2 o'clock in the afternoon just <laughs> sucking on a beer. They just look like regular big guys. And their gimmick was so awesome. I, but, I mean, the legacy of the Fabulous Freebirds, like, it's going to trump out. But if I'm going to watch a match, if I'm like, hey, you want to watch this Fabulous Freebirds match? I'm like, all right. Like, you want to watch the Natural Disasters match? I'm like, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing matches they had. It was great. It was it, they, 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 and Matt said it. They are essentially Big Show before Big Show, even though Big Show is way bigger. But I mean, <laughs> oh, world's man. largest athlete. What do you think, Matt? Uh, the thing I always remember about Earthquake or the Shark or John Tenter, whatever you want to call him, oh, is that he killed Damien by sitting on him. Yes, yes. he killed a man's pet snake. I mean, this was before Natural Disasters. He wasn't part of the tag team yet. But, before Peter. I mean, <laughs> once again, theme song. Uh, well, Typhoon was like a – well, he was Tugboat before, and his thing was like a doot-doot. Yes. I mean, and then yeah, what – was it Earthquake's like – Yeah, and Earthquake's theme song was what? Like the ground shaking? Yeah, it was just I don't rumbling. really know what it was. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> from a – one and only one rain for 85 days. These are guys you would think you would never be able to beat, I guess, until you knock them over on their back and they can't get up and then they get pinned automatically or something like that. I don't, I don't know who beat them for the tag team championship. So I don't, I don't remember Money, who Inc. it was. Was it Money Inc.? Okay. Yep. Did, 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 did like Ted DiBiase like pay everybody has a price like, match. Here, we'll, I'll give you money and you will give me your. Tag team champion. That match is a long story. Maybe we can save it for another time. Oh, boy. <laughs> what about uh, but, what about Typhoon's run as the Shockmaster? Let's not forget. That. Oh yeah, the epic Shockmaster. <laughs> the Shock. I mean, these gimmicks they had are so enjoyable, man. <laughs> I know. It's like I I'm almost tempted to just go with the natural disasters because they wore so many different hats. Literally, I mean, Typhoon wore these one different hat. Uh, I mean, the the Freebirds are they're iconic by name. But I wouldn't really be able, off the top of my head, say like, "Oh, this was the definitive Freebirds match" or something like that. So, right. Plus, Michael P.S. Hayes, he wore like a, a cape sometimes with a Confederate flag on it. So oh, uh, I'm out, so, done. I'm switching my vote. Switching no, my no, no, no. <laughs> I mean, that was okay a long time ago, but come on. <laughs> I think he wore that to the gimmick battle royal. He did. Yeah, oh, my did. God. So, uh, he came so, out to Bad Street. That was awesome. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So we have one more matchup on this half of the, of the right side here. So we're finishing up the bottom quadrant here. Uh, we've had tag teams from the WWF, WWE, WCW, NWO, I guess, if you will. Um, but have we had one from the ECW? Um, oh. We have one now, and that is our 30th-ranked team, which will be going up against our third-ranked team. So our 30th ranked team is none other than a team that went by the title Public <laughs> Enemy. Johnny Grunge and Rocco Rock, the 30th seed here, 93 to 2002. Hey, they were around for a that? long time. You smell that? I smell a blowout coming. Go, let's go. Keep going. WCW, they had one WCW title reign. It was for a week. And uh, they, had, <laughs> oh, they had four oh, ECW title proud. reigns, which was for 369 days. So a little oh. over a year there for the ECW, if I remember how many days are in a year. Um, and then they're going against a number three seed. I love how this worked out. I didn't plan this, but guess what? <laughs> they, too, were an ECW tag team. 
also WWE at a time, though. And that would be our third group of boys. Yes! This is the Dudleys, <laughs> Bubba Ray and Devon. Nine <laughs> WWE title reigns, 302 days. One WCW tag title reign for 26 days. Eight ECW title reigns for 291 days. WWE Hall of Fame members, ninth ranked on the Bleacher Report, fifth on Sports Illustrated, fourth on Ranker, third by Jenna Geek and New Arena. Where's Spike? Spike was on there. Was a member, wasn't he? That's true. You did have Spike for a little while. Um, (laughs) So, DJ, the Dudleys against the Public Enemy in an ECW matchup. Come on. It's the the Dudley Death Shot. was one of the most devastating finishing moves of all time. I put it up there against the damn uh, uh, Legion of Dooms. What's it? The the, Doomsday Device. Yeah, man. Doomsday Device. The three, three, come on. Come, tell me something about public ending. I dare you. I double dog dare you. <laughs> yeah, they had a pretty cool finisher, too. They got the Not matching bad. outfits, okay, Matthew? They got no, they the gimmick. It. They got the mic skills. They got the wrestling acumen. They've been in some of the greatest tag team matches of all time with the Hardy Boys and Edge and Christian. Come on. It's not even close. Didn't They're Public awesome. Enemy have a decent entrance music? I can't remember what it was. It was like hip hop, and they made everybody like <laughs> wave your hands in the air like you oh, just don't care. I'm out. I'm out. I'm out. Uh, no. Is I this mean, right? Is do we have the rankings right? Three and thirty. Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> All right. So um, that's interesting. Then Neil or Matthew, do you need to add anything, or should we save our Dudley Boy talk for later? I just have to point out that there's a picture of the Dudley Boys out there where they're holding the WWF, WCW, ECW, IWGP, and the NWA titles all at the same time. Obviously not not a combined reign, but they had all the belts on them at one one time, and it's a great picture. I'll try to find it. But, uh, I mean, come on. They they have to be, like, easily one of the best tag teams of all time versus public enemy. Enemy? He's coming out here. (laughs) I I cheered for their for their destruction every time I saw them on TV, and I think I think Farouk and Bradshaw actually beat them up pretty badly. Too. Yeah, they, they they pretty much said you're like I think I think there was a story where they were like big mouths backstage and they pretty much sicked the ac- the acolytes on and said like you're gonna beat the living crap out of these guys and they're never coming back and that's pretty much what happened. <laughs> yeah, that's all I gotta say. <laughs> all right. On the on the left side of the bracket, we had a matchup between a twenty nine and a four that you guys wanted the upset. You it was the Head Shrinkers against the Rock and Roll Express, twenty nine seed against a four seed. I'm interested to see if you guys are going to go the same way over here with a twenty six seed against a seven seed. Um, We will see. The twenty six seed is going to be a team that I know everybody is going to know. Whether you're a current fan, an old fan, a new fan, you're going to know these guys. The 26th seed, they go by the name, and it also represents another country that we hadn't heard from before. Let's go down to the uh, down under for the Bushwhackers. <laughs> Butch and Luke. 1964. We're going to pull at Matt's heartstrings here a little bit. They here. debuted 1964. in 1964, guys. What 64 the... to 96 is how long they Ooh. stayed together as a team. Not all, obviously, in the WWF, but in various um, promotions around the world. Uh, members of the WWE Hall of Fame never held a tag title in any of the um, promotions that we've been talking about. Did not get ranked by Den of Geek, Bleacher Report, or New Arena. 50th by Sports Illustrated. 8th by Ranker somehow. Um, the Bushwhackers coming in at number 26, and they will be fighting a team that we actually some mistakenly mentioned earlier. Um, not the Rock and Roll Express. We're talking about the Midnight 
Express. That would be Dennis Condry and Bobby Eaton, 1983 to 1987, two WCW tag title reigns for 244 days with Jim Cornette as their manager. Oh, Cornette. They were not on the Bleacher Report. They were top ten on everybody else's list, including all the way up to number two on Den of Geek, the Midnight Express, and the Bushwhackers. Matthew, what do you think? See, the only reason I remember the Midnight Express is because Jim Cornette was their manager. Cornette, I mean, other, other than that... <laughs> He's just they're, they're they're another kind of two blonde white guys that are wrestling around and everything like that, you know. I mean, Jim Cornette is. I mean, it, and this is something I think that gets lost sometimes when we think about tag teams. How good is your manager? If you yeah. have a great manager, I mean, you can be outshined. And I think in this, it's like the manager was too was bigger than the tag team um, of the of the Midnight Express. Even though I like the Midnight Express, I think I like Jim Cornette. Maybe it's the bias that I love Jim Cornette. So I think, yeah, I mean, and the Bushwhackers were another because they, they were the they were licking people in the crowd. I mean, <laughs> you, you can't you can't do that anymore. No. I mean, you should be able to bring that back. It'd be hilarious. But <laughs> think of the lawsuits, of course. But I mean, it's such a and I was I was flabbergasted when he said 1964. So one. Well, one, they've never won a championship in 30 years, so it's kind of depressing. So you have that. <laughs> but they were like just a pair of goofball guys, and they had good music. It was like like a chugga chugga chugga. I don't know. The music again got me. Um, but they were they were fun. They were fun. Jo- they were they were pretty much a jobber tag team. They they were never going to win anything of substance. But memorability, I, I'll always remember the Bushwhackers, no matter what. And like the head shrinkers, I mean, they had like a big turkey dinner and they made a big mess. And that's <laughs> awesome. And I'm going Bushwhackers. So. TJ, are we going to go again for an upset on this side of the bracket with the Bushwhackers or did the Midnight Express hold on? I think that nails it on the head, man. I remember Cornette and I remember the Bushwhackers. I didn't know the name Midnight Express, but again, man, the Bushwhackers were great. Bushwhackers were crazy. They don't. I didn't care if they won or lost. I just wanted the Bushwhackers to come out. When the Bush, if you're watching a WWF event at the time and their music hits, and the Bushwhackers come, you know you're in for some fun. And I express, sure they have a legacy, but I mean, I gotta go Bushwhackers, man. In terms of my joke, I know wrestling purists. The Not Express, yeah, I know, I know. But I, sometimes you just want to be entertained, and the Bushwhackers are essentially. Just bottled Australian, New Zealand, whatever the hell they're from, entertainment. From apparently, they're Highlanders because they started wrestling in the 40s or whatever the hell you just <laughs> My biggest memory of the Bushwhackers is the Royal Rumble appearance where he did his arm motion down to the ring, into the ring, out the other side of the ring. And yeah. <laughs> like four seconds. Um, I, I think it was, a tie, or it was a record for a long time. I don't know if it eventually, I think I got beaten. Um, Neil, do we have a couple of dark horses and the head shrinkers on one side of the bracket and the Bushwhackers on this one? Oh, man. Uh, well, I, I got to say this. One of these teams has Jim Cornette, and the other one has Jameson. Uh, <laughs> um, uh, this is hard to call because I'm not terribly familiar with the Midnight Express, but I am with the Bushwhackers, and it seems like it seems like the Midnight Express should have it. Uh, but, you know, I just don't remember the... Just don't remember the Midnight Express at all. Right. So I guess it's got to be the Bushwhackers on a technicality. <laughs> all right. Interesting. I thought you guys might do that. All right. Let's go to the matchup uh, above them, which is going to see the 23 seed against the 10 seed. Those seeds might seem like they're far away apart, but I think these are going to be closer than you think as well. Um, this one brings up another interesting case where you have some 
people are known as a tag team mostly, and then maybe later split off and try to do some singles. Here's a case where we had singles that eventually teamed up. Um, our number 23 seed, do we give them love as a tag team? I don't know. We'll see. It only makes sense that they tag together. They are brothers, by the way. Um, and that would be the Brothers of Destruction, Undertaker and Kane. They were together for the late 90 run, early or mid-2000s, again in the 2012-17 range. Two WWE titles, 41 days. One WCW title, 49 days. Simultaneously unified the WWE and the WCW tag team titles for a time. Seventh ranked on Ranker, otherwise it was the upper 20s, 30s, and 40s, not ranked on Den of Geek. Brothers of Destruction, number 23, and they will be facing our 10 seed, which is the British Bulldogs. Davy Boy Smith and Dynamite mm. Kid, 1983 to 1990, they held the WWE title for 294 days. Uh, 18th on Bleacher Report, 14th on Sports Illustrated, 13 Den of Geek, 11 Ranker, 10 New Arena. So that's a lot of love across the board. The British Bulldogs or the Brothers of Destruction, Neil? Um, hmm. British Bulldogs are right before my time. I I, I must have started watching right after uh, right after Dynamite Kid had his uh, injury, his in ring, yeah, injury. So I don't remember them too much, but I know a lot of the a lot of the old timers out there. They really have a thing for the Dynamite Kid. I hear all sorts of things about him, comparing him to other wrestlers. Uh, uh, one I don't care to name at the moment. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it just popped in my head. I'm like, oh wait. Uh, yeah. On the other side, you have uh, uh, the Undertaker and Kane, which uh, much more recent, uh, much more. Uh, in fact, they they're still around. Uh, didn't yeah. they come back recently yeah. together? Yeah, Australia versus the Triple H last weekend. Yep. Michael, uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, the, the thing here, though, you got to think about that. Can you trust them to always be together, or can, will they turn on each other? And for those trying to pit a dream match up in the finals, this would be your chance to try to promote the British Bulldogs to face the Hart Foundation in the finals. Mm-hmm. I don't know. But uh, keep going, Neil. Yeah, I don't, that's a good point, that, uh, that these two guys, the Undertaker and Kane, were constantly stabbing each other in the back, and... Not not a really cohesive tag team, so maybe maybe not them. Although uh, I hear they got a pretty good dental plan. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I'll have to go with the British Bulldogs. I like that one. That's a good pull there, Matt. What do you think about this matchup? Uh, I mean, you you have like two you have two iconic. When they have a mayor, you know, of course, the mayor Chattanooga now or Knoxville. <laughs> Sorry, you know. Oh, all right, go Tennessee. Well, I think uh, wrestlers is mayors now. It's awesome. Um, <laughs> But you have Kane and Dr. Isaac Gangham or, you know, fake Diesel, you know, even too. So it depends oh on who you want to go with. Oh, yeah, he had some gimmicks. You, you think Typhoon had some gimmicks. Oh, <laughs> boy. The Christmas uh, creature. So, oh, the Christmas creature. Oh, my God. That's, yeah, there's everything. That's, wow. <laughs> Me and Mark Calloway and the Christmas creature. Um, <laughs> so, you, yeah, I mean, to, to Neil's point, you had a – a storyline that worked them as I forgot why they joined forces together. I guess they were maybe pissed off at Vince McMahon or something like that. Where are the brothers of destruction now? So, I mean, they were cool because you put two pretty iconic, you know, characters together, and you know they were running through pretty much everything at that point. I think they were trying to watch. Was this also when they started when 
Undertaker was still Biker Undertaker too. I'm not really sure because I think so. Uh, Might have been Biker Undertaker sucks. I tried to okay? ignore that part of his career. <laughs> yeah, American Badass Undertaker sucks. I'm, I don't yeah, care. Kid who Rock Undertaker him. was the worst. He's yeah. the worst. <laughs> it was during that. the invasion, so yeah, definitely it was the Biker Undertaker. Oh God, it's so awful. So, uh, <laughs> but. Just from like a ring ring prowess and everything. I mean, the British Bulldogs were before my time as well too. I mean, but from what I've seen, what Dynamite Kid does, and to Neil's point again, like he was apparently amazing and very much like another wrestler that well he won't mention, even though we, I think we know who we're talking about, well, especially with the flying head. But um, the thing so, the British had, Bulldogs had going for them is they had a good mixture of. It's not like the Rockers where they're a high-flying team, but they're yeah. also really tiny. Like, they were mm-hmm. a high-flying team with a lot of athleticism that was also really strong. Like, the British Bulldog yeah. was a beast when it came to strength. Like, Oh, so yeah. They had the best of both worlds, I think, from uh, an in-ring. Yeah. They had speed, agility, power, everything. They, they complemented each other so well, whereas, like, Brother Destruction, like, two lumbering old guys who were like, I'll do a choke slam if you help me do it. You know? <laughs> I'm old. Help me. <laughs> I can't have the Sarah tattoo on my neck anymore. Um, so I, I'm, I'm going with British Bulldogs just because I, I like that kind. Of, I I like Undertaker and Kane as separate entities, but not as this contrived amalgamation they tried to create to get rid of Biker Undertaker and stuff like that. So I'm I'm going British Bulldogs. DJ, final word on this matchup. I, I think. Uh... The Brothers of Destruction are, I like to call them blue moon tag teams, where it's like you want to establish, that, oh, okay, they're a tag team for a couple minutes, and then they, they go on their separate ways. But because they're the tag team for that couple minutes, no matter what happens in their separate range, you never know when they're going to tag up again or interrupt or help the other person. Mm-hmm. So when Kane and, and Undertaker got together and they separated, and I was like, okay, and just like just happened recently, Kane shows up like, oh yeah, I remember they're the brothers of destruction. Yeah, they work like that. But as a full fledged tag team with a run and all that stuff, the, the British Bulldogs, I think, uh, more fit the bill than the brothers of destruction. They are more of like a rock and sock or you know blue moon. Every blue moon, oh yeah, if 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 mankind is being getting jumped, rock might show up. If Undertaker's getting jumped, Kane might show up. But that's that's all essentially their tag team careers are good for i think all right let's get to our closest uh, ranking of the of this side of the bracket our 18 against our 15 every time i even just hear these guys name or looking at their pictures their entrance music just instantly starts playing <laughs> in my head the 18th seed is going to be none other than the famous wcw tag team mm-hmm. 10 title reigns we're talking about harlem heat Anyways, over a decade, 470 days as champions, ranked on everybody's list, but it went from anywhere from 12 all the way up to 37. Harlem Heat is our 18th seed, and they will be going against a team that has a similar uh, connection to somebody on the other side of the bracket. We had the Head Shrinkers, Samu and Fatu, on the other side. How about the Wild Samoans, Afa and Sika, on this side, 1970s all the way up until 1984, three WWF title reigns for 431 days, Hall of Fame members, ranked 12th, 16th, 16, 19, and 20 across the board. So we have the Wild Samoans and Harlem Heat. DJ? Harlem Heat. 
(laughs) (laughs) I mean, it's easy for me, man. Booker T and Stevie Ray, that's essentially when I started getting into WCW, uh, because I was WWF for my entire life, essentially. And then, oh, wow, let me check out whatever. And I was like, oh, Booker T is up. This is when Booker T was essentially like a cruiserweight. He was like flying all over the damn place. So, yeah, yeah, I'm going with Harmon. I mean, again, it, when it comes to the, the, the Wild Samoans and the Head Shrinkers, they are, you know, really cool gimmicks and and everything. But, I mean, Harlem he had a really cool gimmick, and they were really capable wrestlers, and their mic skills, <laughs> Booker T dropping an N-bomb. Except when it comes with, to Withstanding. <laughs> uh, they were very, very, I mean, to this day, but... Uh, Booker T essentially is one of the most iconic wrestlers of all time, and this is kind of where he kind of got us started. Stevie Ray doesn't get a lot of props for that, but I really like Harlem Heat. Yeah, I think they were uh, one of the main reasons to care about the tag team division in WCW for sure. For a long time, they were involved with all kinds of feuds. So, uh, Matt, you agree? Harlem Heat, upset over Wild Samoans? Uh, I'd have to say, I mean, this is a really close one. It could go either way. One, this will come down to who I watched, which was the Harlem Heat. While Samoans didn't really watch them, except maybe after the fact on WWE Network and things like that. But, I mean, yeah, you had, I mean, and plus the fact, I mean, can you really name like another like African-American tag team? I can't. New Day. New, okay, New Day. Okay, yeah. Uh, okay, but other than New Day and maybe, okay, Titus Worldwide or some whatever the crap they do. Man on a mission. Uh, <laughs> That's a different type of tag team right there. Yes, they, they almost made the list. They almost made the list. Oh god, that, that, that's a missed opportunity. They didn't make the list. Um, <laughs> no, they're but, not the number two seed guys. Sorry. <laughs> but I, I, I love Harlem Heat. I mean, Booker. This like that DJ was saying. This was Booker T's like when he was like doing those, those scissor kicks and doing spinner roonies and going off the top rope. And this was like the perfect dynamic. He had Stevie Ray's like the brawler. And then he had Booker T who was like 900 feet tall, but he was moving around like a, like a cruiserweight and everything like that too. So, and he had sensational cherry. I mean, come on. Yeah. You, you, had, you, had, you had a really good manager. You had awesome theme music. You had match, matching outfits. You had pyrotechnics. You had do rags. Um, what and else? you do that yeah. sucker. You had all yeah. that stuff. Sucker! I mean, you had everything. <laughs> and while Samoans never talk, they just kind of like <laughs> ate raw fish, I think, in the ring or something like that. Maybe I don't even know they did. So I don't know. I mean, but Afa is the one who became, what, later on, the head shrinker's manager. Yes. So yes. you have that connection there. So, but still, Harlem Heat, I mean, that's I that's iconic, man. I mean, it's they, they were the reason to watch the tag team division in WCW. So... And you wouldn't have had King Booker without Harlem Heat, too. That's true. King Booker! Booker. Yeah, we got two people pushing for Harlem Heat over the Wild Samoans. Are you a third, or are you going to go against them? Suckers got to know. Um, (laughs) (laughs) It's got to be Harlem Heat. Suckers got to know! Winner, winner. But but, uh, Stevie Stevie Ray does uh, deserve a a bit more love than he's gotten. I mean, these these guys have already talked about Booker T. I got to give Stevie Ray some props. To a uh, very funny guy, he was uh, color commentary color commentator for a while, and uh, I believe he was the dub voice for La Parca for a few episodes of Thunder. <laughs> <laughs> very very funny man, and I wish he stayed in wrestling a lot longer. Yeah. So gotta be gotta be uh, Harlem Heat. All right, that means there's only two teams that have not been revealed. That's our number two seed, 
and our number 31 seed. Um, mm-hmm. Number 31 seed was not ranked by anybody either, but I put them in there. Why? Because they had the titles three different times in the WWF. Held the titles for 331 days. I thought that was good enough for a 31 seed. We've already seen one of these gentlemen, but not as part of this team, because this time we're going to go with the Smoking Guns version of Billy Gunn. It's Billy Gunn and Bart Gunn <laughs> oh, with Smoking Guns. Um, All right. Like I said, three title reigns, 331 days, but they're a 31 seed, so it's just fun, right, guys? <laughs> <laughs> All right, they're facing the number two seed. Anybody have a guess who our number two seed is? The Ding Dongs. Uh, <laughs> what team have we not talked about? The Headbangers. <laughs> Heavenly Bodies. The APA. I love where you guys are going, Skip and Zip. And, um, the Body Dogs. No, um, we're going to go with the team that had seven title reigns in the WWE, and that would be the team of Edge and Christian. Um, Number 10 on the Bleacher Report, four on Den of Geek, number two by everybody else. Edge and Christian, seven title reigns, 207 days. That was good enough to get them a two ranking. Edge and Christian are the smoking guns, Neil. Uh, Well, uh, for the benefit of those of you with cameras. (laughs) Flash photography. Yes. (laughs) Five-second pose. Uh, Edge and Christian was also a comedy heel tag team, but they were awesome. Awesome, yeah. Oh, God. Yeah, they were were faces for for the longest time, and then they turned heel, and they became great. Um, Smoking Guns, I do remember them, but uh, not very fondly. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. Um, there was a pretty funny spot where they won the tag team titles from uh, from Owen Hart and Yokozuna, where Yokozuna <laughs> did, a, did a leg drop on his own tag team partner. That was pretty funny. <laughs> Other than that, not not a lot of good memories of the Smoking Guns. They the were best a little. Memory, uh, the best memory of the Smoking Guns was the brawl for all, where Bart Gunn oh, just boy. kicked everybody's ass. Yeah, yes. then he got knocked out by Butterbean. He was amazing. <laughs> He but, ruined yeah. some. Mark Gunn ruined somebody's career. He ruined Doctor Death Steve Williams' basically, career by basically. knocking him out. For the for those that are really pushing for Billy Gunn to face off against himself in the finals, you have your work cut out for you. Because um, yeah, Ed yeah. and Christian are a formidable opponent. DJ, what do you think? Uh, this is this is an interesting uh, team for me, Edge and Christian, because I remember them when they were running with Gangrel and the it was the Brood, <laughs> yeah. and it was the worst, stupid, freaking oh, Blade came out. Let's do the Brood, the gimmick ever. <laughs> and from where they went to, they are amazing tag team wrestlers as we as we were already established. But the mic skills on both characters. Now we talk about a lot of wrestling tag teams. But it's 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 rarer than you think when both members of the tag team have awesome mic skills. Usually there's a guy who does the talking, there's a guy who's like the brawler, he has like the one word. But Christian and Edge equally are awesome in terms of these things. And their chemistry is undeniable. Their wrestling skills are amazing. It's just, uh, and I did not like them. I hated the brood, the vampire <laughs> stupidness, and all this other techno crap. Even though he still does the you know me crap, but whatever, it's fine. Together, oh my god, so entertaining. They would just be in a ring, talking trash for for God, what five minutes? Better than any match that's on the show that same night. The concertos, it's just they're they're awesome. They're awesome. I love Edge and Christian. Matt, saving your Edge and Christian talk for later, or uh, anything oh, to say to this one? Any I mean, words for the smoking guns? Everybody's kind of said everything they need to say about those those two guys, and and the fact they were kind of in that era of 
the Dudley Boys and the Hardy Boys and Chris, like Edge and Christian and everything else that kind of surrounded them and the whole. I know people might give you know Edge crap about the whole Lita thing and sex in public. I mean, whatever, sex in public's fine. I mean, everybody does it. Yeah, but I mean, this the smoking gun, another occupational gimmick. You know, it was oh, the Cowboys in the car. I'm surprised we didn't have Henry O. Godwin and Phineas on here, where it's like the, the hog farmers versus the cowboys versus the workout boys versus the dumpster boys versus the natural disaster boys and everything else, you know? So, we already had but three boys. Ed, yeah, a lot, too many boys. Uh, but Edge and Christian just, I mean, and they work fantastic by themselves and they work fantastic together. And to think they had to deal with all the vampire gimmick crap to finally bust out of that and, you know, become what they became a. Uh, tag team that eventually got their own show on the WWE Network. So good job, guys. So going right. for that. I'm gonna run reeking, down reeking of awesomeness. Reeking Sorry. of awesomeness. <laughs> I'm gonna go down the, the the who we're pulling for so far based on your guys' votes and give you guys a chance afterwards. Now that you've heard all the tag teams to give uh, some projections, your odds on favorites, your dark horses, whatever it might be, matchups that you want to see, that type of stuff. So on the left side again, we were going for our number one seed, the Road Warriors, to advance to face off against the Minnesota Wrecking Crew. We had Demolition going, and this is if people vote like we said, which does, might not happen. We had Demolition going against the Outsiders. We had the Head Shrinkers upsetting the Rock and Roll Express and moving on to fight the Brain Busters. And we had the New Age Outlaws going up against the Heart Foundation. On the other half of the bracket, we had Edge and Christian going up against Harlem Heat. We had the British Bulldogs going up against the Bushwhackers with an uh possibly an upset against the Midnight Express. We had the Dudley Boys going up against the fabulous Freebirds or Natural Disasters, depending on which way you went with that. And then we had the Steiner Brothers against the Hardy Boys in a matchup that seems too early to have happened. Um, <laughs> Neil, just looking at the, the possible teams out there, the left side of the bracket, the right side of the bracket, what are your thoughts now? Oh, the, the left side of the bracket is hell. I can't believe the the combinations we got there i i don't even know who to pick on, on any of those <laughs> they're way too close uh uh maybe uh, maybe the steiners over the uh the hardy boys is that what was that, that, that what was if, on the, if that goes that yeah. way that would be the matchup yep yeah i I'd, I'd maybe pick the uh the steiners uh god i don't i don't know uh a lot of really close matches i, I want to see them <laughs> <laughs> Matthew, any uh, dark horses out there that could upset the the one or two seed? Uh, I mean, it'll kind of. I, I see the uh, one and two seed. I, I don't really see that happening just because like they're 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 icons. The, I, the icon icon class of right. uh, Edge and Christian and Legion of Doom. I could see maybe Legion of Doom being too gimmicky and maybe faltering down the line as we get maybe into the semifinals or you know, even, even if they make it that far. I mean, as much as I like the Legion of Doom, they also and Paul Ellering was awesome. He, they had an awesome manager as well, too. Um, but then they had a stupid dummy who rode out and got stolen. They, they had some weird stuff. It depends how people go. Are people going to remember Legion of Doom for Doomsday Device and breaking a guy's neck in the middle of the ring? Because that's how I remember them. Um, or are you just going to... Yeah, how are you going to remember them? So, but I, I could see them maybe falling prey. I could see the one seed going down to somebody. But I, Edge and Christian, I don't see them. I see them kind of going straight. Unless, you know, who, know, who knows how people are going to vote, too? I mean, yeah, that's true. Th- there, isn't a, there isn't a lot to, to not like 
about Edge and Christian. So interesting. I think some t- the toughest second round matches that we have that you might be thinking you would see in like a quarterfinals or a semifinals. Um, interesting matches. We get Demolition against Outsiders. That seems to be a tough mm-hmm. one to me. Um, New Age Outlaws against the Heart Foundation is a tough one. Steiner Brothers and Hardy Boys are by far a, not a second round matchup in my mind. And uh, unfortunate draw for Harlem Heat going against Edge and Christian next round. Um, DJ, you had mentioned Outsiders at number eight. Like, how could they not be higher? The higher ranked seeds than the Outsiders would have been the Road Warriors, Heart Foundation, Rock and Roll Express, the Hardy Boys, Dud Dudley Boys, the Midnight Express, and Edge and Christian. There's a lot of good tag teams out there. What do you think of all this? Uh, you know, going into this episode, I, I was like, who, who is my number? Who, who would I pick? And as we got to the end of this, it kind of became clear to me that there's two tag teams that I think, for me, head and shoulders above everybody else. I mean, and it's like the Western Conference in basketball, and they're in the same bracket uh, <laughs> side. And I guess I'll reveal it now. To me, I don't know. It's between the Dudleys and the Edge and Christian for me, mainly because, again, guys, I'm I'm a heel guy. Uh, <laughs> I mean, uh, and the fact that they accomplish everything I like about wrestlers in terms of tags and just wrestlers. Just the, again, my skills, gimmick, able to wrestle t- technical uh, in the ring, out of the ring. They're awesome. Heart Foundation is probably re- is third, and the Legion of Doom is kind of rounding out my top four. But Edge and Christian, man, I didn't even th- when you said it, I was like, oh, of course, Edge and freaking Christian. <laughs> if anybody going to take out the Dullies, it'd be them because again, I take it back to just watch some of their promos. They could be in the ring for five minutes, not wrestling, and it's you can't turn. You're you're completely entertained, and there's only certain people that can do that who aren't called Steel and Cold Steve Austin and The Rock. So right. I, I, I mean, so I, I gotta, I gotta give them props. I, I, again, you're right about the voting. Some people are probably gonna go, you know, lineage and legacy and ability. Right. But I mean, the Dudley Boys, as as Neil points out, I mean, I did not know they held all those belts at one time. That's freaking insane. Well, it's not. It wasn't all at one time. All at one time. They but I mean, they, they won just won over the course of their career. Or their yeah. career. I mean, that's still. I mean, that's crazy. Isn't Michael Jordan holding the putting his hand with the rings? I mean, he right. they they've essentially climbed every mountaintop at least once. So, yeah, man, it, it's it's going to be interesting to see how they vote. But if you turn, if you go by in terms of wrestling entertainment, encompassing all of the facets, those those four people I named, I think, encompass all of it. All right. So the fun part about this, guys, is uh, usually you listen to a podcast and you can shout into the void, but they can't hear you. Um, but this time you get to listen to our podcast and then you get to go uh, tell us where we're wrong and right and get to actually vote and decide what we're going to talk about next time. So you need to go to geekcastradio.com. It'll be right there on the main page. There'll be links to it. There'll be uh, polls that you can vote on, and we will see who comes up in each one of these matchups. Also, always interesting to see which matchups are the closest and which are the biggest blowouts, that type of stuff. So you can go ahead over to Geekcast Radio now and cast your vote. You'll have until the next episode comes out, and we will reveal the winners as of the moment we record. So you'll have right up until that moment to, to cast your votes, and I'll take one last look before we start the record. Um, also, if you have any hate mail to send because your favorite tag team is not included in the 32-team bracket, send that to me. I'm the one responsible. That's at Optimus Solo. So if you're like, where are the Von Erics or where are, let's see, where are the, the Godwins, the Body Donnas, the Headbangers, <laughs> the Men on a Mission, the Heavenly Bodies, the American Males, the Faces of Fear, <laughs> yeah. 
the super Ooh. destroyers um uh, who else can i say the hollywood blondes if you're wondering oh, why Jesus. um <laughs> billy and chuck of the apa team hell no mama hell Luke's, no <laughs> the jersey triad if you're if you're chronic fans out there uh, <laughs> 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 uh, anyways if you're if your favorite tag team didn't make it and you want to yell at somebody yell at me at optimus solo if you want to talk to any of these guys about their reasoning or try to try to like pay them off to pull for somebody in the next round you can also tweet at them dj what's your twitter uh it doesn't matter what my twitter is no it's uh <laughs> that's trying to be djv and then uh at simple tweeters is the show Matt, how can people yell at you? Yeah, uh, like you just said, add simple tweeters. I uh, guess yell at me. We, we share the account, but mostly I uh, do he yell it. back. Yeah, he'll I run one, He'll be the one yelling back at you. He's yeah, the one I'll yelling be, at you. Yeah, <laughs> but you'll never really know who is yelling at you. So. Neil, how can people tell you that you're wrong or right? At Neil Sama on Twitter. And then obviously you can direct any general comments to at Geekcast Radio. Um, we'll see if Mike's back next time to uh, to spew his opinions on, on what we got wrong in this episode and, and pine for a team that's already been eliminated. We'll see if that happens <laughs> or not. Um, but as this goes, guys, we'll have a couple more episodes. So the next episode we'll have round two, then the semifinals, and then the final four. So that's kind of how this will break down about five episodes total for you guys to talk about tag teams and get your tag team loving before we turn the page and talk all about the solo guys on their own as we count down our top 100 wrestlers of all time. That'll probably happen closer to Christmas, November, December area, somewhere in that range if everything goes according to plan. So that does it for this episode of GeekCast Radio Network, GCRN Wars. We'll be back next week with the second round. Go vote, guys. Well, that's all for today, wrestling fans. Stay tuned for our next grappling episode, Tag You're Out, or My Fist in Your Face. You just made the list! <laughs>